0: Scary deflationary headlines out of the East this week, the long bloated now collapsing real estate bubble specifically in China. Concerns of eventual contagion are warranted given the size and scale of the headlines and numbers involved. Losses by the now bankrupt filed Evergrande Group this week are estimated to be over 300 billion and their failure is perhaps only the tip of the iceberg in collapsing real estate values. Some real estate indexes like the high-yield one here in China is already down negative 82% since 2021, peak to recent trough. Uh, This week, the fiat Chinese yuan hit its lowest level in 14 years versus the fiat US dollar, triggering memories back to 2015 when yuan versus dollar volatility set off a minor crisis. Locally in China, premiums on physical gold are now near all-time high levels this week, Chinese locals who cannot get their capital offshore are certainly turning to gold bullion at the moment. China's total debt to GDP exploded following the 2008 global financial crisis. And perhaps we're stumbling upon a moment of reckoning and returning back to a more fair value reality to come. Respected financial onlookers seem to have two takes on this week's bad Chinese headlines. Either it's the CCP trying to clean house internally through real estate bubble popping, or things are even worse than they're being reported, and they might spread out into a global contagion to come. Perhaps they're both. Turning back west and to the USA, historically high government fiscal spending over the last few years has certainly helped to delay the coming recession. But economists and financial experts like David Rosenberg continue shredding the silly, still ongoing, quote, "soft landing narrative. Have a listen.
1: What I actually expect is the furthest thing in the world from a robust economy uh, globally and in the US and in Canada. And it is very interesting that the stock market, for example, I see what's happened here is that people, analysts, economists, strategists have taken a stock market rally and fit in the narrative into it that there's not going to be a recession. Everybody is thrown in the recession call. Part of that is reflected in this run up in bond yields and the Fed staff. The fed staff just threw in the towel on their recession call so look i'll just say that the recession has been delayed has not been derailed uh, normally it takes two years actually after the first rate hike by the fed and the start of the recession two years they started hiking in march of 2022 so we probably have a bit more of a lifeline this recession is staring us in the face depending on your on your time perspective. We're not getting out of this without a recession. And then what's going to happen is you're going to have a huge default cycle. You're already starting to see it in auto loans. You're seeing it in credit cards. Uh, You will see it across the gamut. What have the banks been doing? The the banks have been raising their loan loss provisioning. As you get Brian Moynihan and you get, uh, um, you know, other CEOs, Jimmy Diamond, all with their happy faces in front of people like you, Uh, they're raising the loan loss provisioning. Why? Because they know it's coming down the pike. So I think that um, right now the recession's been thrown out, I think prematurely, bonds have reacted to that. Uh, stock market was throwing out the recession call, now it's paying attention to the run-up in real rates that Ed was talking about. Yeah. But I think that, uh, you know, this all reminds me, I'll tell you, reminds me of the summer of 07. Rates backed up sharply. Uh, everybody was saying, where's this recession? Recession started in December of 07. I was sitting here probably with you in June and July of 07, and you were talking about how the hell did the 10-year note ratchet up to 535, and the next you know, a year later, we're down 100 basis points. So the, 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 the worst thing to do right now is extrapolate what's happened in the past couple of months in the bond markets. So what are you asking me? I'm saying, I'm buying into this. You know, buy the dip seems to be just a refrain, safe for the stock market, buy the dip. Nobody ever says buy the dip. The price dip in bonds. You know why? Because bonds just aren't sexy like stocks are. But I'd be buying into this. I would be adding more fat coupon yield into the portfolio right now. And I think it's going to pay off in the next 12, 24 months.
0: This chart here shows the gold price in fiat U.S. dollar terms throughout this full fiat currency era, now near 53 years running. The bottom half of this chart shows the ongoing U.S. 10-year bond versus three-month treasury bill spread. When it inverts or goes below the black-colored dash line, recessions follow. Over the last five decades plus, the nominal gold price in fiat U.S. dollar terms is average returning just over 8% per year when this yield curve is above the black dash line, not inverted. But, like it presently is now, when the yields are inverted below the black dash line, gold has an average return of nearly 23% per year over the last more than half century of time. Now, in the second half of today's SD Bullion Market Update, we're going to go even deeper into the past, further report from the present, and look forward to the future, as the Fiat Federal Reserve and U.S. dollar system appears destined for a future situation where accumulating U.S. government debts and deficits produce increases in inflation that dominate central bank policies into a corner that cause gold to inevitably again go manic with future valuation escalations. Stick around. Hello, this is James Anderson on behalf of SD Bullion. Smash the like button if you enjoy these bullion market updates. And be sure to visit sdbullion.com forward slash sweepstakes to enter our free 500 ounce Silver Eagle coin giveaway. Want to win 500 Silver Eagle coins just like this guy?
1: Yeah, this is Kevin. Hi
0: Kevin, this is Dr. Tyler Wall, CEO of SD Bullion. I'm calling to you to let you know that you won the SD Bullion giveaway of a monster box of 2022 Silver Eagle.
1: Unbelievable, that is awesome. <laughs>
0: so click the link below for your chance to win good luck to all of you out there who enter our free 500 ounce American silver eagle coin giveaway sweepstakes silver and gold market trading this week was mixed with relative strength in silver compared to gold the spot silver market closed slightly up finishing near $22 and 75 cents an ounce bid while the spot gold price in fiat US dollar terms fell below 1900 to close the week near 1890 an ounce bid the spot gold-silver ratio as a result fell slightly, closing the week at 83. The Fiat Federal Reserve recently published a paper on their St. Louis bank's website entitled, quote, Fiscal Dominance and the Return of Zero Interest Bank Reserve Requirements. I'll leave a link to that 11-page document in the show notes below, but to sum it up in short... The U.S. economy is on the road to adding more debt and having massive unfunded liability piles increasingly coming due in the next decade plus, things like Medicare and Social Security payments. Politically, at the present, and unlikely anytime soon, there doesn't appear to be any political cohort that is willing to take on this building debt crisis challenge. So the author of this paper describes a potential partially effective solution where the U.S. fiat financial authorities make banks hold U.S. bonds and notes to the tune of 40% of their reserve requirements, unlike the zero reserve requirements that they enjoy at the moment. You see, the U.S. government will have to issue so much debt in the coming decade that the market will unlikely be willing to buy and or absorb it all. So instead, fiat financial authorities could make the banking system buy their bonds by force in this scenario. The catch is the banks will get no interest payments, in other words, effectively nationalizing the U.S. banking system. And I would add, not coincidentally, this would occur around the same time that the fiat Fedcoin accounts will likely also be coming into reality as well. Now, the author argues doing this course of zero interest, 40 percent bank reserve requirement policy would likely help keep becoming secular high inflation rates lower than they otherwise might be. But ultimately, massive financial repression, quote, remedies like this crushing fiat U.S. dollar savers at banks and haircutting long duration bondholders. It's surely going to lead to more savers eventually choosing physical bullion and precious metal proxies over banks or bonds. And while at the moment, most sleepwalking Western investors have near no gold or precious metal investment allocations averaging near a poultry 1% collectively currently, the following is a dissertation about how lopsided things are at present values versus where they've gone historically and potentially where they may go again in the future in terms of gold price and valuation escalations to come. This week, natural resource investors Lee Goring and Adam Rosenswage published the following report called, quote, Golden Forecast, When Speculation Meets History. I'd like to read and show you a few of the highlights from it. Of course, I'm going to backlink their work in this week's show notes for those who want to read it in full the upcoming gold bull market how high will gold prices go gold is no different than any other asset class it becomes popular rises in price is overvalued and ultimately represents a poor investment other times it undergoes periods of investor disinterest suffers sustained price declines becomes undervalued and ultimately represents an excellent investment we are not gold bugs over the long term gold protects monetary debasement however Unlike equities, gold will provide little real return. If an investor can identify periods when gold becomes extremely undervalued, it can offer exceptional excess returns, often uncorrelated with other financial assets. The key is figuring out when gold is undervalued and overvalued. In this essay, we will describe the various valuation frameworks we have used over many years to estimate gold price targets and determine when to add or reduce our gold exposure. In May 2000, I was profiled in Forbes and discussed gold's radical undervaluation. I predicted gold would reach 2,500 an ounce before the bull market ended. When the article was published, gold was 275 per ounce and continuous central bank selling had left investors wildly bearish towards the so-called, quote, barbarous relic. Our valuation framework pointed instead to substantial potential returns, Although gold would never hit our 2500 target, it reached 1900 in 2011 and was the best performing asset class of the 2000s. Gold has been in a bull market for nearly a generation, leave many questioning if it still represents an attractive investment as in the late 1960s or 1990s. After bottoming at 251 per ounce in August 1999, gold surged 1900 in August 2011, pulled back to 1050 by December 2015 and resumed its advance, making an all-time high triple tops of 2,050 announced in August 2020, March 2022, and May 2023. However, gold is now as undervalued as in 1999 on several metrics. Potential gold investors must ask three questions. First, is gold undervalued today? Second, if gold is undervalued, to what degree? And finally, how high could it go if it were to swing from undervalued to overvalued, something that has happened twice in 100 years? To help answer the first question, we compare the value of gold to both the money supply and the value of financial assets. We also find it helpful to consider the historical relationship between gold and other commodities. Below are three charts that highlight these relationships over the last 100 years. The first chart shows the relationship between the size of the US Treasury's gold holdings and the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. Although somewhat controversial, we believe the size of the Fed's balance sheet is related to the dollar value of the Treasury's gold holdings over the long term. According to this chart, there have been two distinct periods of the past 100 years, during which gold was highly overvalued, and three periods during which gold was significantly undervalued. In the late 1930s, President Roosevelt devalued the dollar by 65%, raising the gold price to 35 per ounce. At the same time, clouds of war were gathering across Europe. The combination of a higher gold price in the US and growing hostilities in Europe led to a massive volume of gold inflows in America. At the peak, the dollar value of the Treasury's gold holdings exceeded the size of the Fed's balance sheet by an incredible 1.7 times. The gold flows into the U.S. were so great that the Treasury could have exchanged every dollar bill in circulation for gold and retained half its gold stock. The gold's second period overvaluation occurred in January 1980. Gold spiked in a parabolic blow-off to 850 an ounce in January 1980 following two decades of accelerating inflation. At the peak, the Treasury's gold holdings, vastly diminished from the late 1930s level, were once again valued at 1.7 times the size of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. How high could gold prices go if we enter a new gold bull market? In past gold bull markets, the value of the Treasury's gold holdings have surpassed the monetary base by over 1.5 times, including in 1980 after the U.S. dollar was no longer backed by gold. Given the Fed's balance sheet explosion since 2009, a projected target price for gold seems outlandish. The Fed's monetary base stands at $5.6 trillion. For the Treasury's gold holdings to cover the monetary base by 1.5 times, gold would have to reach $32,000 per ounce. Critics might argue the monetary base is distorted by excess reserves, left on balance at the Fed. At present, excess reserves foot to $3.2 trillion, and the Fed has talked of someday draining them out of the system. If that were to happen, the Fed's monetary base would fall to $2.4 trillion. Even under this conservative scenario, gold would have to reach 14,000 for the Treasury's gold position to cover the monetary base by 1.5 times. Although these numbers sound outlandish, they represent relationships that have emerged twice in the past 100 years. The first time, the late 1930s, was during massive deflation, while the second, 1970, was during inflation. In both scenarios, gold had become the quote, must-own asset class that all investors clamored for, and the valuation of gold was pushed to the extreme. Could the dollar value of the Treasury's gold holdings reach 1.5 times the monetary base as it has twice in the last 100 years? We believe it's highly probable. As financial turmoil surges this decade, investors will aggressively buy gold as an asset class that provides both wealth protection and the opportunity for huge speculative profit. In such a scenario, gold's valuation could very well push to extremes like it was in the late 1930s and 1980s. Given the massive amount of sovereign debt held by governments worldwide and the inherent refinancing risks that it creates, countries, including the U.S., may attempt to directly monetize their debt in response to a potential failure of government debt auctions. Were this to happen, inflationary pressures would surge and hyperinflation may ensue. Our hunch is that equities markets may rise, but gold would enter a massive bull market as investors sought assets to protect against currency debasement and the resulting inflation. In such a scenario, gold could easily surpass 35000 per ounce, 1.5 times today's $5.6 trillion monetary base. Once again, the winners would be gold investors. In our view, gold will emerge as the asset class with the most potential this decade, no matter the financial or geopolitical backdrop. Under the most extreme scenarios, a repeat of the deflationary implosion that produced the Great Depression or a period of inflation that verges on hyperinflation, gold will be the winning asset class. And that is going to be all for this week's SD Bullion Market Update. As always, to you out there, take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this video, hit the like button and share it with those you love. Subscribe to our channel and hit that alert button so you know when we publish new Bullion Market Updates.